God is your master card rep. Amen. God is your master card rep. Feed them with a long-handled spoon, they say. They'll never get another dime from me, they say. <clears throat> but God is our master card rep, right? Why should we even worry about those things? Why should we even allow people like that to bother us? Why do we have to cut off someone, sustaining someone's life, someone's children, someone's household, when we know we can help them? Doesn't God replenish our all? Amen? We're saying that God is our Father. The Lord is our shepherd. Amen? We shall not want. Okay? How many of us say that? We, we say it and repeat it. And, and we say, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want, but we're afraid to give to other people and help other people. If you are sure in, in your heart of hearts that God replenishes, why are we afraid as the children of the Most High God? Why? What's in our hearts that stop us from helping someone else? Amen. Amen. Do we trust God or what? Are we a good example of the term freely give? Doesn't the Bible say that it rains on the just and the unjust? Who are we to leave out anyone if God doesn't? Does God stop the replenishing of rain from sinners? Or is Jesus' love for everybody? Amen? I'm going to start reading uh, Psalm 112. Turn your swords to Psalm 112. I'll read the whole thing. It's only 10 uh, verses, and then I'll go back and expound on it. Okay, Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandment. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there rises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man shows favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Blessed is the word of God. Amen. Now, 
in Psalm 112, uh, we see that it treats the happiness of the saints. Because it redounds to the glory of God. And whatever we have the pleasure of, he must have the pleasure of. All good gifts come from God himself. He wants you to enjoy your life. But we cannot forget to give God glory. Amen? Now, as I was reading from verse 1 to 10... There's different things going on here. We speak, it speaks of blessedness, success, okay? Praise ye the Lord. When I began to, you might have, if you could hear people smile over, over the radio, you might have heard me smile when I began to read verse 1 because I have success written above the word praise, and I almost said success ye the Lord. But it's true. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. When you fear the Lord, I'm not talking about cowering down or whatever, but when you really, when you put God above everything, so much so that everything else comes second. When you love God so much, everything else comes second. And that includes your children, your money, your, your job, your house, everything, okay? You're blessed. That's the, the only way to be blessed in this life is to put God first. Whether you're speaking of the Father, the, 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 the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, or Jesus, the work that Jesus did on the cross for us, that is the only way to be truly blessed, not temporarily blessed, but eternally blessed. Amen? When we're talking about the character of, of the righteous here, you're blessed. We're talking about the blessedness of the righteous. There's a blessing entailed upon their posterity. And we're talking about prosperity. You heard about prosperity and inward prosperity. When God prospers you, you are totally prosperous. Comfort is speaking of comfort here, wisdom, stability, and who's not looking for stability in their lives? Amen. And honor. And it's also speaking of the misery of the wicked. Amen. The psalmist begins with a call to us to praise God, but immediately applies himself to praise the people of God. We need to do this on a daily basis. This is why Jesus said, pray for your enemies, pray for everyone. We have to put the people of God where they belong. First, amen, with God, amen? Believers, that's why we're called believers. For whatever glory is acknowledged to be on them, it comes from God, and it must return to him. As he is their praise, so they are his. We have reason to praise the Lord, that there are people in the world who fear him and serve him, and there are happy people, entirely to the grace of God. Now, partially, we owe entirely to the grace that God has given us. Amen? And we have a description of those who are 
pronounced blessed. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. Whether you're doing something, you know, you got to remember we're working against our flesh. Your, your flesh will try to stop your spirit if you allow it to. But you got to allow the spirit to rule the flesh. Therefore, you do things happily for the Lord. Harshly, not, not as the Bible says, grudgingly. If you love God with all your heart and all your soul, the things you do for him, you're going to love doing those things. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, happy is the man that fears the Lord. We take pleasure in our duty. He that fears the Lord as a father with the disposition of a child, not a slave, position of a child, delights greatly in his commandments. See? If there is anything that you are doing for the Lord that seems like a turn from a blessing to a job, then there is a problem there. When we get to that point, it's time to have a little talk with Jesus. Amen? Because something is working against you, trying to stop you from doing your calling. There's many people out there who are confused about their calling, about their purpose. Why are you here? What are you supposed to do for the kingdom of God? What have you been seeing repetitiously that lets you know that's what God is calling you to? Amen? God, Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, will provide anything that you need to walk in that calling. And that's why I named this God is your master card. Master. Amen. Parenthesis. <clears throat> God has given, even in Revelation, the book of Revelation speaks of the white stone. Uh, 2,000 years ago, when someone did something good for someone's family, or they helped them, or they saved them from death, or they did something that they really appreciated, they gave them a white stone. And this person carried the white stone with them, and it, it gave them free places to sleep, uh, free food, wherever they went, they got blessed. See, they didn't have to pay for anything because the white stone was the blessing for them to pay for everything. And this is like your, your MasterCard. God has given you a white stone, just like we use MasterCards and visas and everything today. You go somewhere and you swipe it. Okay, but the thing about it is, see, when you use those cards, you're using your own sources, Oh my, which are partial. They only go so far, and then it stops. I don't care what you're doing in life. I don't care who you are or who you know. It's only going to go so far. And then it'll stop. Or you're under certain uh, laws or agreements that you made with someone where you have to do certain things to get it refilled. <laughs> Amen? But Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, refills it. God replenishes whatever you need with, his, with your master card. As I said, the white stone in the book of Revelation. He is the man that praises God. 
You, we, as Christians, we think ourselves to be happy. We are to think this every day. We are happy under God's government as well as in his favor. We are in his favor. There are people who don't understand, and, 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 and I don't like to say this, but some haven't been taught correctly to understand the favor that they have in God. Jesus didn't die on that cross for us to be miserable in any way, in any way. If something is buffeting you, it's not of God. We have to learn to discern. Amen? We are really as good as we seem to be in Jesus, and we deal faithfully both with God and man. Amen? There's no true religion without sincerity. And that's gospel perfection. Amen? The believer of Jesus Christ is both gracious and full of compassion. No matter what your neighbor needs, your friend, your family member needs, we should try to help them in the best way that we can. Because as I said, God replenishes us. We won't run out. There's so many people, if you know someone who is, uh, they don't want to run out or they can only give out so much or whatever, or I only, like I said before, you know, feed them with a long-handled spoon. They'll never get another dime from me. When people talk like that, okay, that is, they're stubborn, stingy, whitewashed, greedy thoughts. Because if they, you're saying you're a Christian, but you're afraid, see, the word afraid, fear, to help somebody. Doesn't the Bible say if somebody asks for your coat, give them your cloak also? Give as much as you can. And a reason God says give as much as you can is because you're supposed to be believing, see, that God is your, your financial or whatever it is representative. God's going to replenish whatever you have. So why do we feed people with long-handled spoons? That's something to think about. That's bigger to say. If God, you're a Christian, you're telling everybody you love God, but I'm only going to give so much. They're only going to give so much. That's not compassion. We're supposed to have compassion. The Bible says healing began when Jesus had compassion on the people. When the people were sitting there, <coughs> Jesus didn't look and say, well, they have chicken pox, they can wait, it's not that bad, um, I'll get them later. Uh, the lady with the cancer, come here. You know, he didn't do it, he healed everybody. Jesus had compassion on everybody. There wasn't levels, there weren't stages. And we don't even know if some of the people who were there that got healed had been there before with Jesus and got healed before and, and backslid. And, 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 and if, if the Bible says the dog goes back to his vomit, Jesus just healed people. He didn't judge them as to whether or not they should be healed. Why do we? Somebody comes to you and says, I need $10. I need $10. I'm hungry. I need $10. You know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, I don't want them to use it for drugs, so I took them to McDonald's. And, you know, that's not what they asked for. Whatever they, you hand it to you, 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 you pray on the money. 
quickly, even if you have to do it quickly while you're reaching in your purse or your wallet, pray on the money in Jesus' name, bless this person, Lord, you know, to be able to do better in their life, you know, and, and cause their hearts to open up to you. Hand them the money. Whatever they do with it is between them and God. Your prayer on that $10 bill might cause, their, cause them to come to Jesus. We cannot. Jesus had compassion. Healing comes. Amen. Amen. Sometimes there is as much charity in lending as in giving, as it obliges the borrower both to industry. That lend is a gracious person and shows the love of God in them. When you lend to people and help people, amen, you do it from a right principle, from compassion, it's out of love. Out of trust in Jesus, out of trust in the Jehovah Jireh that we have made a song about, okay? Okay? Trust God, you know? Not as a user or lens for his own advantage. Out of charity, do it in a right manner, not grudgingly, but pleasantly. Never lend for your own advantage. That's slavery. All the things that we have in life that God has given us and blessed us with, is he, do we have to be a slave to him now? No. Slavery is being bound. It's binding. With God, we are free. Amen? We are to give with a cheerful countenance. You don't say they'll never get another dime from me. Well, who are you? What if you, have you forgotten that you might owe somebody to somewhere in life? To remember, no one is perfect. We can't judge people like that. Whatever men say of us, no matter what people say of us, we are blessed. And God saying so makes us blessed. We're blessed people, folks. You'll never run out of anything. We are blessed. Amen? When God says you're blessed, you're blessed. I have seen, I, I, feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm speaking like Solomon here now in, in uh, not Psalms, Proverbs, but I have seen people and sometimes did it myself. I hate to admit it. But have you ever had something in your home and you keep it so long? Let's say you have something in a refrigerator, apple pie or something, whatever, and bread, whatever. Did you ever have something to keep it so long and just because it's yours, you don't want to give it to anybody or help anybody, you just keep it? And next thing you know, you wake up in the morning and it's green. <laughs> we, there are people that are so stingy. They are keeping foods or whatever it is until it's no longer usable. My God. You have, you have a nice coat in your closet. And instead of taking it to the, I don't know, Salvation Army, City Mission, whatever, you're leaving it in the closet until the moths eat it up. And when you finally get that compassion in your heart and you say, you know what, I forgot about that. God, you're not going to give that coat to somebody. You reach in the closet and it falls apart because the moths ate it up. How did that help somebody? And when we exercise compassion and love, 
and what we lend, our children get blessed. The generations under us get blessed. Amen. Let the children of godly parents value themselves upon it and take heed of doing anything to forfeit the blessing entailed upon the generations of the upright. Amen. They that prosper in the world, and especially their souls, shall prosper. They'll be blessed with outward and inward prosperity. Wealth and riches shall be in the upright man's house. Amen. Not in his heart, for he's none of those in whom the love of money reigns. But there are people who love money. And they don't, there are people who don't want to part with it. But he is the man who raises his children, raises them to love and help others as well. It goes down through the generations. They see you doing it, and then your children are going to do it, and your children's children are going to do it, and you are going to be wealthy, and you are going to be rich. Your whole estate is going to be known for helping people. A good name, which the Bible said, good name is better. Amen? You're giving your family a good name. And as much as I love gold, God's grace, is better than gold because grace outlasts it. There is nothing in this world to compare that compares to the grace of God. Amen? Amen. God does want us to have prosperity. Now, worldly prosperity is a blessing when it doesn't make men cool in their piety. Okay, when it doesn't change their attitude towards people, towards life. But they still persevere in that. And when this endures in the family and goes along with the wealth and riches and the heirs of the father's estate inherit his virtues too. That's a, ha- that's a happy family. That's a happy family. Don't you want to inherit all of God's virtues? Don't you want to be like him? Amen? Amen. God is good. And verse 4, unto the upright there arises light in the darkness, and he is gracious and full of compassion and right rightness. That's comfort. No matter what situation we are going through, God comforts us. Amen. There's always light. No matter what darkness you may be going through in your life, you know, no matter what's happening, couples that lost their loved one or split up, no matter what's happening, your child has gone wayward. There's light there. Trust that God has his thumb on it, his finger on it, and he's going to make it better. He hears you praying. Stay in prayer with God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And verse 5, a good man shows favor and lends 
He will guide his affairs with discretion. Amen. It's part of the promise to him who uses discretion that God will give him more. Those who most use their wisdom see most of their need of it and ask of God who has promised to give it liberally. Now, if you believe in God, he gives you things liberally and you have his virtue, you have God in you, you're going to do the same thing. Give liberally. When we give to people, that doesn't mean keep a notebook and A through Z and write their name in the notebook and how much you gave them, (laughs) okay, and whether or not they gave it back. I've always been the type of person when someone wants to borrow $100 off me, if I have it, it's a time, I give it to them. And I don't look for it back because it comes back in some kind of way. God blesses me. My life is not in, 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 in it does, my life is not circled around that $100 bill. Amen. A good man shows favor. That's wisdom. Showing favor. That's the character of the righteous. Amen. Prosperity. We are not poor. Now, Jesus said, you'll have the poor with you always, but where people get that wrong is he's not, it doesn't speak of us. We're rich. Are you rich in Christ Jesus? We're rich in Christ Jesus. Amen. You'll always have the poor with you. But as Christians, I don't know who's listening to this and needs to hear this, you're not poor. So if you are listening and paying attention to the devil and, he, and, and he's whispering to you that you're nothing, never will be anything, I've got you on a list and anything you try to do in your life, you're going to fail. The devil is a liar. You bind him and tell him to mind his business because he's not allowed in yours. In Jesus' name. God says we are rich. We, we have a God that sent a son down here as a little innocent baby. Okay, nonetheless, amen. Sent a son down here as a little innocent baby to be raised by man, okay, to save mankind, died on a cross, okay, in his 30s, shed his blood, a horrible, horrible death to prove that he loves us, that he loves you, and he's going to save you from everything that bothers you. And we still question him? My Lord, my Lord. We still question, we're still not sure. A good man shall have a good name, a name for good things with God and good people. Let's be good and help people. Take that, those clothes out of the closet for the beat the moths, okay? Let's beat the moths. And, and I'm sure you've heard stories of old people that passed away and they found thousands of dollars underneath their mattress. What were they saving this money for? Oh my God. What were they saving that money for? 
when they could have been helping people, giving to churches, buy somebody a new church, buy the land so they can build a church. You know? What, what, what are these people, how do you die with thousands of dollars under your mattress? Are you trusting that God is going to give you more? Or are you just keeping? Is that what we're doing, some of us folks, spiritually? Think about it. Are we putting our, our blessings under the mattress <laughs> for so-called, quote-unquote, later? Or are we spreading the love? Are we showing people that God is good? When you hide things like that, are you telling people that God is good? God gives me more. Don't worry about it. Hey, have you ever gone through anything where you gave somebody maybe your last or something, whatever, and they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take your last. And, and you don't say, well, yeah, it kind of was. No, you just tell them. But don't worry about it. There's more where that came from. Isn't it? You know, people kill me. The world always copies something that God does or Christians do. And we say there's more where that came from because we trust in the Lord. We know that Jehovah Jireh is going to provide for us. Take this $5, please. Bless me by taking it. I sang at a pastor friend's church in my one time a couple of years ago, and um, she handed me an envelope, and it had some you know, money to pay me, blessing me, you know. And, and I told him, I said, oh, I can't, I can't take this. I, I did this, you know. And she, she told me, she said, are you going to mess up my blessing? Please take this. And as soon as she said it, I caught it. And that was awesome. You know, you know don't, don't mess up your blessings by trying to keep something give. Amen? That money she gave me for singing, that's not the last she has, and neither will it ever be. <laughs> Amen? Amen. And there's a, uh, verse 9. Verse 9 says, look at on verse 9. says, he has dispersed, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. His horn, your horn, okay, let's talk about honor and, and envy. There are people who are going to envy you. There's people out there that, that are going to say is they're going to make up things to make you look bad. There are people out there, if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you too. Are you worried about it? Everybody has their, like Nehemiah building the wall, everybody has their sandlots who are going to try to stop them and make fun of them, stop them from building the wall, stop them from doing what God would have them to do. Some of you listening to this, <laughs> excuse me, have, you've been called into ministry and you're afraid to step out because of what people are going to say. Because of what your townspeople are going to think, well, you know, um, I used to date, you know, Joe Blow and and, and, and and he he might he, he got the word out on me and people might not believe my ministry. Ain't nobody thinking about Joe Blow. When God calls you into ministry, he put all that stuff in the past, baby. You better do what God called you to do and be one of these blessed folks that can give and not worry about losing. Amen. Who was it, Reverend Ike? You say you can't lose with the stuff I use. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry about what other people think. There are people out there that's gonna try to dirty your name. Okay? There are those that do all that they can to ruin your reputation and to load you with reproach. But, you know, I don't necessarily fault just the person that's out there gossiping about the children of God. I fault the ones that listen to it and believe. How do they say... Uh, 
some people are, how's it go? Some people are not the gun, they're the bullet. You ever see somebody shoot a gun, and, and that person that's coming to you, delivering this bad news to you is the bullet? I don't listen to that stuff. What does God say about them? Okay? Your integrity will be cleared up, and the honor of it will survive you, will cause you to survive. You are going to do, like Nehemiah, you're going to build that wall and replenish the city. Amen? I fault people that listen to that. And what, what the thing that gets me so much is, why do people sit around and listen to things that somebody has to say about someone, especially a man or woman of, of, of God, a leader? of some type, a minister of some type, why would you sit around and listen about well, negative things about people like that whenever, you know, they say the dog that brings a bone will carry a bone? That same person that came to you and talked about Reverend Essie is going to go to Reverend Essie and talk about you. And Reverend Essie's going to say, buck stops here, no, no more. Mm-mm. I know that person. If, if it's not good, I don't want to hear it. But the, everybody doesn't do that. Amen. A dog that brings a bone will carry a bone, and you would think that we would catch on to that, and people still get caught in that. We're exalted with honor. Amen. Verse 10, the wicked shall see. Now, this is the part that a lot of uh, people are missing, especially as believers. you got to understand and know this, that the wicked will see it. They'll see that God has exalted you, and what God raises up, no man can destroy. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. <laughs> he shall gnash with his teeth. He's gonna be, your enemies are going to be so mad. They're, right now they're doing it. They're so mad because they can't get you. Can't, no matter what they do, they can't get you. Reverend Essie was supposed to be sick this morning. We did every spell we could last night to stop, to, to stop her from raising up out of her bed, and she's online again. You know, <laughs> your enemy can't get you. It says gnashing of teeth, and they melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. You're not supposed to be on here listening to this today, according to your enemies. Do you know there are people who spend, you know, just as much time as we spend praying to the Lord, evil ones spend that much time, I hate to say it, if not more than some of us, praying to Lucifer, Satan. And especially around this time of year, October 2018, they start early. They want you to think it's October. But according to my research, it starts around September, late August, okay, where they start doing their little enchantments, okay? And, and, and we sit around, and we're reading the Bible once a week, <laughs> okay? And we pray to God, you know, when something happens, when we get a cold, Okay, and meanwhile, while we're praying to God four or five times a week, these people are saying enchantments, burning candles, and, 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 and uh, lifting up spirits. 
okay, doing everything, evil spirits, doing everything they can to mess up God's people. We have to stay plugged in to God. Pray for each other. Pray for ourselves. Pray for our homes. If you want to be blessed, stay plugged in to God. It says the horn of a good man will be exalted with honor as that of the unicorn when he is a conqueror. Wicked men, now in their pride, lift up their horns on high, but they shall all be cut off. Verse 10 says the wicked shall perish. Psalm 90 to 11. Write that down. In fact, let me go to Psalm 92.11 right now. I, I love Psalm 92.11. I've been saying it for years, okay? Uh, Psalm 92.11 says, Mine, I also shall see my desire on mine enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rises up against me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're, and, and I always say it, you know, make it personal. I always say, my eyes shall see. And my ears shall hear the destruction upon my enemies. And it's sad because you gave them time. You told them about the Lord. And, and, and you tried to talk to them about the Lord. You tried to live. You, you're living your life right, hoping that they would see that you're blessed and happy. At least I hope people can see that, that you're a believer and you're blessed and happy. Amen. And they just don't want it. They don't. They love darkness. Depression. When depression comes upon you, that's darkness. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to see. God wants people to see that you are blessed. So all the people that's sitting around accepting depression say, well, it's just my lot in life. No, it's not your lot in life. God doesn't want you to be depressed. God doesn't want you to, to wake up and go to sleep to misery every day. I have something going on in my life right now that should leave me in tears and bring me down to my knees. But Jesus holds me up, of which I thank him. And he knows exactly what I mean. Jesus is holding me up. There are some things that happen to, uh, to us out there uh, that should bring you to your knees. But the love of God keeps you lifted. Amen. Those whose hearts are established by faith will patiently wait till they have gained their point. He shall not be afraid till he sees his desire on his enemy, that is, till he comes to heaven where he shall see Satan and all his spiritual enemies trodden under Jesus' feet. And as Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore, we shall also see our enemies under Jesus' feet. Amen? We will look boldly in their faces as being now no longer under their power. It will complete the satisfaction of the saints when they shall look back upon their troubles and pressures and be able to say with St. Paul, 
when he had recounted the persecutions he endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Second Timothy 3.11. Amen. Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So, is God your master guard rep? Is God the one that you go to when you need help, helping someone else? Or do you just not help someone because you feel fear? That's what it is, fear. Like you feel like you don't have enough. Amen? Are you saved? If you're not saved, just simply say this. Amen? Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for what you did just for me. Amen. Amen. And if you just said that, God bless you. Welcome to the family of God, the body of Christ. Amen. Go find a Bible-believing church that preaches the New Testament and Old Testament alike. Amen. And learn of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I thank you for coming on this morning. God bless you. Hallelujah. And may the Lord bless your new week coming up. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen. And always remember, Jesus is always Lord. Thank you for listening.